welcome to the latest episode of the League One Lowdown podcast. I'm your host Alex Broom and today I'm joined by former EFL striker Liam Dickinson. Liam had a very good career playing for Stockport, Derby, Brighton, Leeds, Huddersfield, Southend and other clubs. So I'm looking forward to see what he's got to say for himself here. How are you doing Liam and welcome for the podcast. I'm good thank you yeah looking forward to a, a nice chat about football about the good old days. Yeah, so um, you said you are coming back from a job today, just before this interview. And what what are you doing now, like? So I uh, I work for a printing company. I do all um all sign installations on vinyls in windows and shop windows and floors. So at the minute with the COVID nineteen going on and the you know two meter distancing, I'm snowed under. I'm literally putting signs everywhere. So it's just it's just non stop at the minute, which is good. It keeps me busy, keeps me away from the missus and kids. It's fantastic. Uh, you get the benefits out of that then. So. <laughs> Um, there's some rewind then to the start of your career. Um, I read you in the Blackburn youth team as a defender. Is that right? I was, yeah. I was at, well, before that, I was at, um, I think it was under 13s and 14s. I was at Bolton Wanderers as a centre half. Uh, hated it there. Got beat every week. Um, <laughs> Nothing's changing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, you know, I remember playing against, playing against Rooney when he was at Everton and he just used to score a hat-trick against me every time I played him. I thought, I just, I just wasn't enjoying it. I hated it. I started to dislike football, um, so I left um, and then got scouted by Blackburn. I was there for two years. I actually, I actually uh, went on trial at Blackburn. Uh, I, I, I went down training. I didn't get on. I said, you know, you, you're as good as what we've got, but no better. So about three weeks later, the scout, the scout be died. And another he died. Scout, yeah, he died. I don't know what of. He just died. Oh yeah, I took a, an, ex- an expected yeah. twist. Yeah, lucky me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he died and another scout took over. He scouted me. I was like, just got rejected here three weeks ago. But yeah, we'll give it another go. Went had a trial game at Ewood Park. Got a two-year contract. Well, that's so, really wasn't there, then. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think so. Uh, um, but yeah, but there, Blackburn. Blackburn until I was 16. I got released from Blackburn. And then I just kind of drifted around, like Sunday League, getting drunk on a Friday, turning up half cut, <laughs> uh, playing on a Saturday, same on a Sunday. Was more interested in girls and going out than, than football, really. Well, um, that seemed to be a bit of a pattern throughout your career, then going yeah, out. Well, you know, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> Got a bit of um, a wild boy reputation, I think it says on your um, Wikipedia page. Don't, don't believe everything you read. Well, so um, what sort of made you turn from a defender to a forward then? So after I left Blackburn, I went back to a um, Sunday League team, local team, and uh, the first game back, they put me on the bench because like, we can't can't throw you right in. They, they, they won last week. So we're going to stick the same team, but you'll get on, don't worry. So, like, last 20 minutes, put me up front, I scored four. So, it was like, the last 20 minutes, scored four. Okay. So, it was like, right, okay, we'll start it in the next game up front, I scored six. So, it kind of went from there. On a Saturday, <laughs> on a Saturday like, the, like the, the amateur leagues, I was playing centre half, but on a Sunday, I was playing up front. So, it was kind of a mixture of two. Um, and then, as a, you know, I, I thought, you know, I want to be a striker. I, I had the choice to pick, and I thought, you know, I want to be, I want to be a striker. Everyone wants to score goals, don't they? Yeah, of course. You know, like Carragher says, no one wants to be a Gary Neville. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I just started playing up front. Like, like I say, Conference North, um, you know, Unibond, in the Unibond first. Um, I was playing, I was playing up front. I was at, I was at Trafford FC. Couldn't get a game. Was on the bench every game, coming on, scoring. But you know, managers have the favourites. Um, and I still speak to the manager now. You know, I'm still pals with him. No hard feelings. But at the time, I hated him. 
me. I wasn't playing there. Couldn't, what did he say then? Did he just say that the further he just said, I don't, I don't see, you know, the two lads are in front of you, you know, the pecking order, they're better strikers than you. Um, I don't see you as a strike. I don't see you as a starting player. I see you as more of an impact sub. I was thinking, mate, I'm 18 years old. I want to play football. So um, I got my chance one game. I was playing Newcastle Town. They were top of the league. I remember it like yesterday. It was Bank Holy Monday. And one of the strikers was ill. So he said, right, you know, I'm going to give you a chance today. Started up front. We beat them 5-2. I scored a hat-trick. I was on the bench the next game. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's, well, not time it's not for me. It's not for me. Time to go. Everyone um, stopping you is either dropping dead or getting ill. It just seems like you've got a bit of an evil touch to you. I thought, you know, it's like that devil touch, haven't I? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I moved on again. So I moved on to the league above, to Woodley Sports, which is in, based in Stockport. Um, and they were a league above and my uncle was the reserve team manager there and he said come down to the first team you'll get in on the first team I'm telling you now so uh, the manager was I don't know if you remember him Ali Pickering ex-Coventry no I'm not sure to be fair so Ali Pickering was the manager you know you're like yeah you know I want to put you on a contract give me a year contract um, and the manager at Trafford was like no step up's too big you're not ready yet you need a couple of years in this league six months later I signed professionally for Stockport County <laughs> To show us what he knew then. So it was, uh, yeah. So I think I'll, uh, I think could be by, you know, be eating them words for a long time. So you did really well at Stockport, of course, but it took quite a while for you to get a sort of like what I'd call like a bit of a break in the team. What yeah. sort of what gave you that break when you started firing goals to promotion in that season? Well, to be to be honest, uh, the first the first year I signed, I signed in November, and we like I think we were like six or seven points adrift at the bottom of the league. Um, Chris Turner was the manager, and he signed me. Um, and then I travelled with the squad against against Macclesfield, and we got beat. I was I wasn't in, I was just in the stand. I wasn't involved, and we got beat five or six nil. I remember John Parkins scored four, and got a move oh, yeah. the, the, the next week. Um, but we got uh, we got drilled, and, and Chris Turner resigned the next day. And I'm thinking, right, well, where does this leave me? I've signed a six month contract. You, yeah. He's gone. Where does this leave me? So Jim Gannon came in, uh, trained training with him on the Monday as caretaker manager. Training, training was great. I had a good week of training. Saturday, picked the team. Was on the bench. I was absolutely over the moon. Uh, Given my debut, the first day we played Cheltenham, nil um, nil. He turned around the last fifteen minutes. Said, like, you know, you fancy a bit of this?" I was like, "Do I?" Got, <laughs> on, the, got on the pitch. Within five minutes, I scored. Um, celebration. I ran off. Yeah, I'm going to say I've seen the celebration. Like a headless chicken. Uh, you know, it was. It was. I never had a feeling like before in front of all the fans screaming my name in front of the Cheadle end. And I think that scene, like I went, every goal I scored was in front of the Stockport County fans. Um, so you know, yeah, I was firing that first season. Uh, I think I was running off adrenaline, to be honest. And yeah. The second full season, a bit of a slower start. Um, you know, only scored seven goals. Uh, Jim Gannon wanted me to go out on loan. I went over to um, Royal Antwerp with one of the other players. Um, was going to sign there, but I thought, you know, I don't want to go. I don't want to go abroad. Um, and then he said about going to Rochdale on loan. So I said, you know what? Yeah, if you're not going to play me, I'll go. And then last minute, he changed his mind and said, no, I want you to stay and fight for your place. So it was a tough season for me um, in and out of the team. I was from from the first season when I was scoring. I scored seven goals in the first season. I only scored seven in my second full season. Yeah. Uh, and then the third, my third and final year there, where the likes of Adam Proudlock, um, Anthony Eldin, you know, you know, big big name strikers. We had Tess Bramble there as well, and it was tough. Um, I, I couldn't get in the squad. First game of the season, I was on the bench and I came off and scored the winner against Dagenham. Second game was on the bench. I come off the bench and scored the winner against Chesterfield and he gave me a, 
Starting the third game against uh, Rotherham, uh, 25 minutes in, broke my hand. Oh, no. So, again, it was just another setback. I was out for six weeks, couldn't do anything for six weeks. So I, after that, I couldn't get back in. The boys were flying. Uh, I only really got the chance when Anthony Eldon went to Leeds. He left and went to Leeds. And uh, I think I'd only scored three up until up until Christmas. And I finished the season on 21. And it was like, yeah, it, just, yeah. it just took off. And, you know, I, took, I took the lead. I played as a lone striker with... Uh, Stephen Gleeson in behind me, and we had Tommy Rowe and Anthony Pilkinson. We had great, we had great players in the team. I think the majority of the team, the players went on to you know to to bigger things. Uh, Ashley Williams, Michael Rose, you know Michael Rains, Tony Cliff, they all went on to the league above and and higher. Um, but like I say, it was it was a tough it was a tough time up until Christmas. And again, I was like, well, it's my last year. You know, I'm not getting in the team. I'm not scoring goals, and I, I just took off. So um, you mentioned Jim Gannon there. Like I've heard you've got quite a good relationship with him. But yeah. there's this um, story I've heard about Jeff Horsfield. I'm sure you you're familiar with this. It's, are you, do, you, do you know the story? Is that the Port Vale? Um, yeah, when um, he... apparently they're going to have it out with each other, and Jeff Horsfield made him get off the team coach. Like, I, can I you believe... imagine? Can you imagine like a player get like forcing a manager to get off the coach? That just shows like there's a play, bit of player power. It's a player yeah, a that's bit, called player power. But a again, bit of a you know. Go on, sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much I believe in that. You know, for me, I, mean, I know, I know, Gannon's a very stubborn man. So if he was pissed off, I think he'd get off the coach and walk home anyway. If yeah. he didn't want to be in a situation, I don't think you'd ever force him out of somewhere. But like I say, I wasn't there, and you know, you you never really know the stories. But I, I have heard, I've heard the stories though. Well, I was going to say, but you you had quite a good relationship with him. Were there any players you saw? Um... Who didn't have quite a good, quite, quite such a good relationship with him as you did that you perhaps saw that little bit of. Well, you say you just said stubbornness. Like, I've had I've had runnings with Gannon. Don't get it wrong. Me and Jim Gannon had runnings. You know, uh, we went to we went on a preseason tour to Ibiza, and a couple of us snuck out, and I crawled back in about three in the morning, and he was like, he was going mad at me. He wanted to. Te- he said, right, that's it, because I'd mired and mired and mired for the number ten shirt. <laughs> Uh, and I got the number 10 shirt and he's like fuck you're not having it Adam LaFondra's <laughs> having it <clears throat> so we've had rollings before me and Jim I remember one night um, it was a, it was a mon- Monday night when Tiger 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 in Manchester yeah. all, all the lads used to go Tiger Tiger on a Monday get absolutely smashed and go training the next day and this one this one night I mean we overdone it like me and Michael Reigns were drinking bottles of rosé bottles of rosé wine from the bottle I must have smashed yeah. about three bottles in we were doing wrestling moves on sofas. We were smashed. I, I don't remember getting home. I just remember waking up the next morning thinking, there's not a chance I can go to training. So I phoned in sick. <laughs> I'd, I'd had a bad stomach. I'd, I'd had some dodgy chicken or something. So uh, the goalkeeper coach uh, was with you know Conrad Logan. Yeah, goalkeeper. I know. Yep. So Conrad was on Facebook looking at all the pictures from the night before. And the goalkeeper coach walks past and sees me steaming, you know, videos of me singing and dancing. <laughs> So, you know, they wanted to... Set, if, I, if I wasn't scoring goals, I'd have been sacked, to put it that way. Uh, Peter Ward wanted to sack me. Yeah, I got a two-week wage fine. And literally, if I wouldn't have been scoring goals, that's the power of a player. If, if, you, if you're doing well, you get, you get a lifeline. And I got, yeah. that was my lifeline. And after that, I never really... You know, I knuckled down after that. It was a bit of a wake-up call uh, yeah. for me. So that was uh, it's sort of in a way sort of the positive thing you needed to avoid like, maybe taking the step too far next time you're out. It was a kick up the ass for me, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, I didn't stop going out. <laughs> I, just made, I just made sure I was more careful. Just don't get caught next time. Yeah. So, what was it like um, playing in those playoffs then for Stockport? Of course, um, oh, was, getting promotion. Was, you know what? Against it, us. it was. It was unreal. It was. It was like it, it was meant to be. Like the season, the first season I was there, we stayed up on the last day. 
um, by on, I think it was by one point. Yeah. Um, the second season, we missed out on playoffs by one point. Was it under Gannon you stayed up then? Under Gannon we stayed up, yeah. so he was already a hero. He yeah. was already a hero anyway. And then, you know, the disappointment, you know, I was I, I was in the same, I remember we played Darlington and we beat them four or five nil and someone else won um, and we, we missed out on playoffs by one point. And it was heartbreaking. I saw, like, you know, the lads, some of the lads were in the change was crying their eyes out. I'll never forget it. And it was just that you've worked so hard all season to get here and we missed out by one point. Yeah. And it was like, that we can't that can't happen next year. It can't happen. So it was like the way, the, way the, the season um, went. Use that feeling to, for motivation for next season. Exactly, exactly. You know, you, you don't ever want to be in that, that, that situation again. I've never been in that situation again. It's, it was it's awful. And the next season, you know, it was like we knew we can't have that again. And the, the, the team we had, it was such a young team. I think Gareth Owen was the oldest player at 24 years old. Okay. This, yeah, this, this season went up. Or, or the, 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 within the starting 11, the regular starting 11, he was the oldest player at 24. And we had such a good bond. And I also like a, an experienced head on our shoulders as well. It wasn't just a load of kids. Um, and we just, it just felt like, you know, this is, it, 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 we can't lose. Every game we went into, we thought, yeah, we, we're going we're gonna to score. I believed I would score every single game I played. And even when I was having a bad game and score, I think, yeah, we'll get one chance and I'll score. And um, yeah, it was just like I say, going into the playoffs, we'd, we'd, we'd beat Wickham twice already, I think. We beat, I think we'd beat, was it 6 0 at the start yeah, of the season? 6 0. Yeah, I think you scored, scored a couple that in that, didn't you? So I, I think I scored one in that. I think um, I think I put the ball across twice for two on goals. And I set um, Adam Proudlock Proud look up with uh, with two of his two of his three. Yeah, so it's a good game. No, it was not a good game. Um, but you know, Wickham was for me. Wickham was the the toughest team, the most physical team in the playoffs. Um, I remember battling with Williamson every, every time we played. He was a strong, strong lad. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I played in the Premier League, I had a good career. So. Yeah, he had a very good career. He had a very good career, and. Um, like I say, I think it was um, I did a lot, lot of talking about myself and him, and you know, obviously, I think if even now when I when I, when I watch the, the playoffs back, and we, uh, you know, my 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 main target was you know corner set pieces. You go back and you Matt Williamson, and I remember the, the, the game at the Edgeley Park. I just I just outplayed him. I, I just every header I won, uh, attacking defensive, and it was just my day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Another day could have been his day, but that but day was my day. You see it from the goal, really, sort of winning a 50-50 ball, running through, we, no one could yeah. catch you, knocking around the keeper. It's yeah. just sort of summed up like it wasn't like a classic. Um, is what what you say is like a what you like a heat in the moment thing, like a back post header. You, you had yeah. to work for it. You had to run yeah. composure in that. So it, yeah, I mean, I think it was quite difficult the amount of time I had, you know, yeah. and and you know, not to fluff it. I had uh, Johnson up, up my ass as well, and. Um, I think it, you know, it kind of we kind of scored too early, and it was like right because because we, we were we were so good at holding on to leads. That, that that team was so good at holding on to leads, defending as a unit. Um, with having likes of Paul Turnbull and Gary Dickers sitting in front of the defence, you couldn't get past them. Uh, and when we were on the ball, you couldn't get it off. And it was, they were absolutely only looking back now. I realised just how good they were together yeah. with Stephen Gleeson in front, and it was. Um, we knew we were going to have to camp a little bit, and you knew we'd would be able to do it. But it was it was a tough, tough ninety minutes, um, especially going off the first leg when I think Wickham dominated the game. To be honest, yeah, um, you know we were, we we were lucky to get back into it with that that unbelievable world, worldie of Stephen Gleeson. Well, to be fair, you know you know he'd never score one again. I don't think. Um, I know we tried in the second leg with his left foot and shanked it, <laughs> but. Uh, 
But you know, like I say, once that when when we were getting beat one nil at, at your place, and I was like, you know, we've we've got it's done it again. We've got this far, and we, we're going to blow it. And when when soon soon as Stephen Gleeson scored, I knew that's that's it. We we're, we're going to Wembley. That's it because yeah. we will not be beaten at Edgley Park. No chance. Did and, you um, um, did you know that the Wickham fans come into that game really early? Like the coach broke down or something on the way up, and the Wickham fans did get into Edgley Park to like the sixty or seventieth minute. No, no. Well, I saw some. I saw something like some of the fans. Yes, yeah, some of the fans didn't get in until very very late. So when they get in, just watch Stockport some celebrations, like <laughs> bit of a rough on that, and it's covering up four hours. It's a long way. It's celebrate. a long way for a celebration. But it's it's football and it? it happens. It's part of football. It's what it's what it's all about. Yeah, you know, coaches breaking, is. coaches breaking down. You know, your team's winning, the heartbreaking, your team's losing. That's the passion of football. Oh, and the, the lows sort of make the highs higher. So yeah. stick onto that theme. A very high high for you at Wembley. The game after. But um, apparently you had an absolute stinker in the first half. You're going to get taken off and win against. Do you know what? Yeah, it was. It was just. It, it wasn't working for me. Um, I know that um, their defenders, McArdle and um, what's he called? I forgot his name. Um, Stanton, um, Stanton right. and McArdle just literally they were just up my ass all the way through the game. Nudging in the back every time the ball come near me. With you the think they were targeting you then? Yeah, of course, because I'd scored four goals that season. I'd scored two each time I played them that season. So they didn't want me to get a yard on them. And, you know, that's what my manager said. And that's what you've got to do in football. Um, and he kept me quiet for the majority of the game. But, you know, as a good striker, a lot of people will say, oh, he's one chance. And yeah. I think the commentator said, it, you know, that's, 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 that's the mark of a good striker. You can be quiet all game, kind of a bad game. But you get your chance and you take it. And that's what I did. Um, I knew all the way through the game. The players I had behind me, I knew it all the way through the game. I'm going to get, get, get a chance. I, yeah. I will get a chance 100%. And um, I got my chance and I took it. And it turned out to be the winner, which <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really like to talk about. But No, only the fourth time I've been brought up since I've been on the call to you. But it's all right. Um, so before that, did you know that clubs were sniffing you and they wanted your services? Yeah, I had an I spoke to my agent and he, he, he told me that clubs are interested. And I mean, it goes about saying once you, as a striker, if you're scoring goals, people are going to look at you. Yeah. And I'd scored, I'd scored up until Wembley 20 goals that season. That's a lot of goals in League Two. And you were quite uh, young as well, which obviously helps. Well. I was 22 years old. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was inevitable that clubs were going to come sniffing. Um, and then, obviously, I scored the winner at Wembley, which is probably heightened that as well. <laughs> and I went time. to... Uh, yeah, I thought we'd be more. Uh, <laughs> and then I went to... Um, literally, it was... Oh, what a week, by the way. What a week. So, we've gone to... We've, got, we've gone to the game. We've, we've, we've obviously won, celebrated on the pitch, back to the hotel for, for a party. Like the, the wives and girlfriends had all stayed up so, um, and stayed over with us. So, we'd had a, we had a party there. The next morning, the the coach come and pick the like obviously the, all the girlfriends and the partners up. Took them back to Manchester. We got the team coach back to uh, the training ground yes. in Timplin, in Stockport. Um, so then, literally got in my car, drove home, got my suitcase because it was one of the lads, David Poole. It was his stag do. Oh, so perfect. Then. So literally, I had to go home, get my case, back to Wesley Park for an open top bus tour round round Stockport to the all town right. hall. For about five, six thousand fans there greeting us for a presentation. Right. Right. It was a free. It was a free bar in the town hall. Uh, so you rinse that then, of course. Oh my God, Sambuca's at about three o'clock in the afternoon, steaming. <laughs> so then we've gone down to um, we've gone down to like a local pub in Stockport. It's closed down now. Probably, probably for the best, really. <laughs> um, 
party in there, all the lads with their tracksuits and medals on. Got girls walking around the bar around this pub about winning with our winners' medals on because we're all lads are smashed. <laughs> so then went back to one at lads' houses for a bit of a bit of an after party, and it was like, right, got to go now. Where Magaluf? Straight to straight to the airport at like six in the morning, five in the morning. Still battered. Uh, still steaming. Straight to the airport. Straight to Magaluf, uh, and cracked on for another three nights. Anything, anything happened out there? Anything worth mentioning? Uh, it was a bit of a quiet one, really. Yeah, the likes of so I'm, I'm good friends with her, you know, Danny, Danny Simpson. Yeah, well, right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's he's a local. He lives 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 from well, obviously the same area as me. Yeah. So he was over there, and we was all just smashed. And we had like we, we had a game called the peg the peg game. So they'd be like, you no, know, like a washing line peg. Yeah. So if you're just sat there, man, your own business. If someone pegs you on your clothing, you've got to down your drink. You've got to have your wits about you all day, really. Yeah. If, you, if someone pegs you on the ear, you've got to go and do a shot. So we had Danny Simpson crawling on the tables, trying to peg people's peg ears people. and stuff. Next minute, I turn around and he's on the beach playing five-a-side with random guys with a Bob Marley wig on, yeah. slide-tackling people. I'm thinking, what are you doing? You're going to get injured in a minute, mate. He's not asked. He's such a funny lad. Such a nice guy as well. But, um, but that was a bit of a quiet one. But then... I came home and I went, I went away with my friends. I uh, went to Ayanapa. Two, two weeks in Ayanapa. And uh, after 10 nights... Don't get sick of it yet? No, never. never. <laughs> I never get sick of Ayanapa. Uh, I've been about four or five times. Um, so, yeah, so we went to, 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 to Napa with the lads. And after 10 days, uh, my agent phoned me. He was like, listen, you need to come home. The Stockport turning bids down for you. Um, you know, you need to go and see the, the chairman. So I got a flight home straight away. Uh, you, you know, to be cutting it short there, weren't you? Yeah, well, it's like right, I've done ten days now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fully vodka rebelled out. Uh, so yeah, so I went home, went straight into the office and speech to the chairman. He's like, you know, we've not turned the bids down. It's lies. I'm like thinking, well, you know, my agent's not going to lie about that. He wants me out of there who, as well. Who so. was it interested? Did you know it was Derby? Uh, Derby, Forest, and someone else. Someone um, no, championship, I'm guessing. Then. It was championship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. It's the, so the chairman was like, right, you've got to, uh, you, you have to wait till you have to speak to Jim about it. He's in Ireland a minute uh, for the next four or five days. I was thinking, fuck, you know, I should have stayed in Napa. Yeah, get another flight back. Yeah. So, uh, so when Jim came back, we, we went for a went for a coffee together, had a little meeting, and um, and he said, uh, you know, you know, I know we can't offer you the money that these championship clubs are offering, offering you, but you know, you know, you're going to play every week, and you know, we could up, we could up, you know, we could up your wages a bit. I was like, no, it's not about the money. You want to play as hard as you can. <laughs> no, no, it was. I'm just joking. You know, I had the chance to play in a championship. But I'd come from two and a half years earlier. I was playing in the North West Counties. And, from where you were to where you could be. And, and Derby, you... Derby had just been relegated from the Prem. So in my head, I'm thinking, they could go straight back up again. Little, little, how wrong was I? <laughs> yeah, just about <laughs> but, to say. Yeah, but I'm thinking I should have signed for fucking Forest. Uh, but you know, well. but you know, um, yeah, I used to go out there anyway. It's great nightlife. Oh, I went to uni yeah. Derby. It's pretty, pretty mad. I mean, oh, we used to go down to Nottingham. Derby. We used to go down to Nottingham on Friday and Saturday night. It was good. Oceana, Oceana. I used to go on a, on a Tuesday to Oceana or something like that. We, I think it was. Um, I don't know if it's now Prism. I mean, we went Prism, Beer Keller, all of that sort Prism of. Prism was there as well. Yeah, Prism. I, I don't know if Oceana's still there. You know, in Nottingham. Oh, is it not? I, I don't know to be honest. Like, it was fucking great though. <laughs> Me and Miles, Ad- me and Miles Addison used to go all the time. You were getting um, caught out on a school night then. Yeah, caught a couple of times, but um, but yeah, so it was like one of them, and it was like I know, I know the um, Derby put, I think Forest put a bid in of two hundred and fifty grand 
then David put a bid in the three fifty, and then they got turned down. And then a bit of a bidding war. Then Forrest put half a million, and Stockport would say no, we want a million for him. And I'm thinking, you're taking the piss. Like you bought me for two thousand pound. You said you wouldn't stand him away if a big club came in. And you're asking for a million pounds for someone who's had one good season. How, how did that make you feel? In a way, that must have been quite. You must have been quite proud to feel that you could be like worth that sort of money. I, I was like, more frustrated that, that Stockport was sending him away, and yeah. that, that took over the frustration, thinking they're going to ruin it for me. Um, and then my agents. I remember being at home, and my agent phoned me and said, "You sat down." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." He said, "We're going. You're going to Derby." I was like, "Fuck off." He was like, "Yeah, we're going down tomorrow to sign." So. Uh, so yes, it was like literally on the way down, drove down there uh, with my agent. I think it was a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it was. They've been back in preseason for a few days, so I went down, met um, Paul Jewell, you know, had a chat and stuff. My agent sorted all the final details out, and Paul just said, "Right, there's some kit in the changing room. The kit man will get you some kit, get yourself changed. Um, we've got we've got a little game this afternoon." So went out there, smashed it in the game, did really well. Next day, because I was playing catch up, I had to do a fucking yo-yo run. And what the yo-yo run is? No, do I fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so you know the, the bleak test? Yeah, I know bleak test. It's like that, but you start at level nine. Oh, crikey. And it's just a fucking sprint all the way through. And then in the afternoon, I have to do a 3,000 metre run with hurdles. So was that what it was like? Like the, From the jump from League 2 to the Championship, did you, could you feel like the yeah. fitness levels like getting a lot higher? And... So much higher, so much higher. But like the facilities you have and the, and, you know, the coaches you have, they're obviously all more experienced and better. You know, don't get me wrong. The, the ones at a lower level are great, but they, they have all the facilities at, at a higher level. You mean, I mean, Derby's training ground was unreal. You know, yeah. it was it was out of this world, and you treated like, like kings there, like royalty. We used to go in the morning. You've got a big pan of scrambled egg, uh, beans. Po- the, the chef would do your poached eggs in the morning, breakfast. In the, at lunchtime, you'd have three hot meals options: a cold buffet with prawns, ham, everything, salad. You'd have everything. It was all just, miss, just missing a couple of lagers and tapping, you'd be sorted. That's, eh? that's all you needed, a couple of, <laughs> a couple of pints. Uh, but yeah, but it was like, it was just the fitness level. And I think obviously because of the quality of the players, when you're keeping the ball, when you, you, when you, when you lose the ball against 10 players, you, you need to be fit because you need to run and get it. Who was there at the time? Savage? Was it Giles Barnes? Robbie, Sa- there? Robbie Savage, Giles Barnes, you had Chris Commons, you had Toddy, you had uh, Stephen Bywater and Roy Carroll. They're um, good, good players. Then. Good players, yeah. Uh, Dean Leacock. Players it like, played um, at a high level. What was it like um, playing with Robbie Savage? And I bet his banter was pretty on it, wasn't it? You know what? He's one of them guys who will just hammer you and there's nothing you can say. All you can do is laugh because he's just, he's just that quick. And you've got all, yeah. all the teammates and fucking laughing with him as oh, well. just so. laughing at you. You're like, fuck off, fuck off and storm off. But <laughs> the nicest guy, one of the nicest guys I've ever played with, you know, he's got this persona of being an arsehole. Literally, I went on loan to Huddersfield, and after I scored my first goal, he was the first person to text me saying, "Just seeing you've scored, keep up the good, keep up the hard work. You'll be back in no time." Then I went on loan to Blackpool, same again. You know, he he he's cast, he cashed me off a couple of times though. Well, what did he say to you? What did he oh, say to you? Take he cashed out, yeah. me right off. So uh, pre-season tour, we went to um, Holland. Yeah, we flew over there. We're on the coach now. I sat at the, the back table with Sav, Stephen, ba- Stephen Bywater, Roy Carroll, and someone else. And um, I had one of them toy, one of the toy watches. Yeah, yeah. So mine had like little diamonds all over it. Yeah, I know, I know the ones. They're about fucking 180 quid, 250 quid or something. So I'm sat there with this watch on, minding my own business. Sav goes, Oh, Dicko, let's have a look at that watch, mate. Oh, it's lovely, that. 
I've got one like that, but mine's got real diamonds and a roll at the bunch. So what can you do when he says that? Yeah. He, said, uh, he said to me, have you, have you found anywhere to live yet? I said, no, I'm just looking now. Like, I'm going to get a rent somewhere. If it... Well, my house is on the market. I'll lower it to 2.4 million for if you want. <laughs> and you're like, fuck off. That. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> and then, but, we played uh, We played United in the Carling Cup. And I've been called back from uh, from Blackpool at this point. Paul, Paul Jewell had been sacked. And um, Chris Hutchins was the caretaker oh, manager. Yeah. And uh, he called me back straight away. Um, we trained on Thursday, trained on the Friday. I was on the bench against Man United on the Saturday. Warming up, Ronaldo's on the pitch. Is it on Old Trafford pitch. or was it Darby? No, it was at Pride Park. All right, yeah, yeah. So I'm warming up. On, I'm, you know, I'm on the bench. I didn't get on because we beat them 1-0, so we went defensive. Yes. Uh, so I'm warming up next to Sav. And I'm running up and down. Some, some United fan shouts, Savage! Because obviously he's, he's not as quick as he used to be. Savage, where's your caravan? So in the caravan. He just stopped. <laughs> Stopped, looked up and said, it's parked up in Marbella next to me yacht. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. He's just he's just so quick-witted. It's hilarious. That's yeah. <laughs> that. Just give, giving it back to the fans as well. Like, just sort yeah. Of, yeah. You he's can laugh asked. it off rather than like... But you can take the banter as well. Yeah. You can take the banter. I remember, I remember Giggsy. He, he, did, he did have a nibble at times. I remember in that game, we was warming up and Giggsy, uh, Giggsy was chatting to him. I was saying, they know each other well. And, uh, and Ryan's Ryan's a local lad to me as well. And uh, we stood there, gigs. He went, "Fucking hell! I can't believe you're still playing for fucking eight grand a week." And he nibbled. I'm not. Gigs. He just ran off. And he's <laughs> fucking chasing him. Fuck off, Ryan. Fuck off. I'm on fucking twenty-five. <laughs> he, lo- he loves a nibble as well. <laughs> That's quality. So um, at Derby, like it's fair to say, it probably the move didn't go as well as what you would have was hoping it for, what would do. No. Like not written. Not- well, I don't think you got a game there, did you? Never played, never, so, never played from. When you um, got, you got loaned back. Um, was it? Was it? Where did you get loaned? Was it um? Huddersfield. Huddersfield. Were you? What did Paul George say to you when you went to Huddersfield? So, so here's how it, here's how it all started. I had a uh, not a party, a gathering at my apartment. A couple of mates came down from Manchester. <laughs> three, yeah, three of my mates, three of three of my mates came down from Manchester, and uh, we met a couple of girls in when we went to Ayanapa. Yeah. And they were from they were from Birmingham or oh, Nottingham, sorry, Nottingham. So they came up and went out in Derby for a little while. Um, it was literally back by about twelve. Yeah. It was a sat- it was a, I think it was a Saturday night, uh, and we'd gone out to Derby for for a, it was back home by about one o'clock. We all went back to my apartment. Literally just stuck some music on our fucking film or something. Had a few beers together. I was having a chat, and then a couple of them went outside for a cig, and one of them left a beer can outside on the street. And it was like a small little cul-de-sac, but everyone who lived in the cul-de-sac was about 114. Yeah. <laughs> and they just fucking phoned the club, dicking uh, one of your players having parties up all night. So, so uh, they knew you lit- lived there then? Literally, yeah, because it was a couple of, it was it was Paul Jules' old apartment I was in. Oh right, okay. All right. And before that, it was um who was it? Who was it? Um I can't remember, I can't remember. Strike not- it was another player before that, but then then Stephen Pearson was in the next block to me as well. Uh, so a couple of lads live around that, that area. Uh, Stephen Bywater lived around the corner. So they, they knew that there some of the players are there. So they phoned the club, and the next day I got a phone call. Jewel, fucking think you're big time. Fucking partying all night. Uh, you can fucking go on loan, this, that, and other. So I was like, I've not had a fucking party. I've had a few, a few people around. <laughs> I think he was, he was going through a bad time himself, obviously. What had happened, he got caught out fucking caught yeah. out cheating, got fucking separated from his missus. He was living on his own for the first time. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I think his head were in it is to be honest, his, his head was all over the place. Um, so I went 
he said, I want, I want, I want you to go out on loan for experience. He, he calmed down. He said, I want you to go out on loan for experience. So what did you, did you want to go back to Stockport then? Well, he said, I, I don't, Stockport want you back, but I don't want you to go there. He said, because, and I've seen it a lot of times when you go back to your club and it doesn't work and there's high expectations on you and it can, you know, it, it can trigger a downward spiral. Yeah. So I, I was eager to go back, but I said, you know what, you know, I'll take your advice if that's the case. So I went to Huddersfield. So I played Huddersfield in league. I was in League One at Huddersfield, um, flying. Did really well. Uh, Stan Turner was a manager, uh, and scoring a scored seventy and thirteen for him. Uh, yeah. Good, good, good outcome uh, in three months there. So I thought, right, you need to get your chance. I might get a chance now. I went back. You know, I'm going to send you out loan for experience in the championship. And I'm thinking, what the fuck is playing this team? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you just give me a chance? What have you got to lose? We weren't winning games. So I sent me, sent me on loan to Blackpool. <clears throat> and uh, Simon Grayson was the manager. So I trained on the Thursday. And he said, bring your passport Friday because we've got Plymouth on Saturday. We're flying down there. So I said, right, no problem. So I flew to, we, we travelled on, we trained on Friday and travelled to Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, started on the bench. So I'm going to start on the bench. I was thinking about starting here, but I'm going to start on the bench. I'm getting beat 1-0. Put me on the last 15 minutes and scored 2 We won 2-1. Class, that's perfect start to me. I couldn't, yeah. you know, I couldn't have a better start. So um, you're in the team for the next game, then. And then, and then to top it off, what was even better than that? When, <laughs> we, fl- when we flew back, the weather was shite, so we couldn't fly to Blackpool. We had to fly straight to Manchester. So boom, you're straight I was out, out even quicker. <laughs> tiger, tiger, boom. <laughs> so, um, so I, I wanted to go out, celebrate, so out partying. Um, next game, we played, um, we played Charlton, and he started me against Charlton. Scored, beat them 2 0, scored two. Right, great start to Blackpool then. Yeah, fantastic so, start. Four goals, two games, Tiger, Tiger. Gosh, going perfect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, so, and then I didn't score after that, but I, play, I was playing well. I was playing really well. Yeah. So, so my month loan was up, and I thought, right, the Derby fans are going mad saying, well, you know, why is our striker out on loan scoring goals for another team? They've Blackpool leapfrogged Derby in a league. Yeah. Um, yeah, the likes of Rob Hulse wasn't scoring, I was injured. Chris Commons, the same. Uh, Nathan Ellington the same so I thought right I've got to get a chance now surely and Paul Jules said no you can extend it for another month so he had no he had no intention of playing me do you um, think um, that all came from that night and that I reckon party? so I reckon so yeah you know it was, even to this day people ask me what, what happened at that party I heard you set someone's place on fire I heard <laughs> you trash someone's house I heard you trash Stephen Pearson's apartment I had an apartment in the same block why would I need to trash someone else's apartment it's just, honestly, the stories I've heard about myself are comical. So do you reckon that's um, started from Paul Jewell sort of like spreading them his way? Or like, well, where do you think they've like sort of come from? Where's like the Chinese think, sort of escalated? You, when you hear it in football clubs and it goes to another club or fans or whatever, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a massive, it's a massive world. The football world is a massive world and things get round. It's Chinese whispers, starts yeah. off one thing and it, and it ends something totally opposite. Uh, so, so, yeah, so we, but then he got sacked and like I say, Chris Hutchins pulled me back um, on the on the bench against United, and and then he only got the one game. And then um, Clough came in. Clough oh, was yeah. old. Clough was old school. He's like fucking hot dinners. You have me on. Fuck off. You can have toast or cereal or a bowl of porridge. So he's yeah, like, I, I spoke to um, Nigel Clough before, and he's like quite adamant that when he was at Derby, he had to really reduce the wage bill. Do you think you're perhaps victim of one of those players yeah. needed to get off the books? Well, definitely, because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I went out on loan to Leeds. I got injured before I went to Leeds. I was meant to go earlier. And um, I got injured in training. Uh, uh, I tweeted my medial. And I was out for about six weeks. 
and it wasn't right when we went to Leeds. I just wanted to get, I needed to get in for the transfer window. So I signed there, and I wasn't fit, and I had a howler at Leeds. Good night, uh, that, And do you know what? I never went out in Leeds when I was there. Um, but I have been out in Leeds. It's a great night, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Um, Why but, didn't you yeah. go out when you were there? Like, just... I just wasn't or... enjoying myself. I wasn't playing well. I just I was I was living in Manchester, so I'd rather go out in Manchester. Yeah. All my friends every week were out in Manchester, so it was it was perfect for me. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't having a good time. And I mean, them Leeds fans can get on your back. And to be honest, I'm a fucking United fan, so I couldn't give a fuck about them. So, <laughs> but um, no, I'm only joking. I'm I'm, I'm only joking. The, the United the Leeds fans, you know, the majority of them are great, and it's a massive club. It's probably one of the biggest. It's probably the biggest club I've played for. Yeah, um, and I actually went to Amsterdam not long ago and met a load of Leeds fans. They were buying me drinks, so they've gone up in my estimations. Well, they recognise you. What's, yeah, what's yeah, that about? Yeah. Was that ten years ago? They remember uh, you put a fifteen game match there. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. They remember you put that game match there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you're getting drinks on them just for what? What did they say? Did they say you were like shite? They said, "Oh, you were sh- you were shite for us, weren't you?" I said, "Yeah, but do you want a drink? Of course I do." <laughs> well, so, um, but yeah, so then obviously I went there. It didn't really work out. I came back, and I started pre-season off flying. You know, I was you know got my fitness up, worked hard, and I'm not going out on the end as, as much. Not not totally, just as much. Yeah, just You know, you know, baby steps. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so I thought right. So I started. I did well in a few pre-season games, and Clough pulled me and said, you know, you've done really well. You've impressed me. You know. Um, and I'd arranged to go down to Brighton to speak to Brighton. Uh, and was this for a loan move? Or this, was for, this was for a permanent. Right. Uh, Brighton was sniffing, and the chairman wanted um, the chairman wanted me gone. He wanted money because he was he was fucking off. Uh, is it is it he called Pearson? He went to Hull. Yeah. So uh, he wanted to get a bit chairman of, of Hull. Before he sold out then. Yeah. So this was on the Tuesday, and I was going down on the Wednesday. And Clough pulled me. He said, "Listen, I know you're going down there." I said. You're in my plans. I don't want you to sign anything. By all means, have a look around and speak to him. But honestly, you're in my plans. He said, we know we've got a couple of injuries with the strikers as well. So on the way down, I thought, you know what? Fair enough. He's been honest with me. I feel like I've got, you know, for the first time that I've been here, I, you know, I know where I stand. You know, yeah. I've worked hard. Fair play. You know, it's a big club to be at. I want to so work. I don't you... like giving up. I don't like giving up. So, so you were like working hard and training that when you were there? Yeah. That you didn't like... Yeah, I, was, I wasn't tossing it off. No, I was working yeah. hard. You can't toss it off in that environment. And you've got you've got that quality players around you. You've got your work. You've got to work your bollocks off. Yeah. Otherwise, you look shy. Yeah. So, uh, so I thought, you know what? Fair enough. Like, you know, I respect that. So I went down with my agent next day. Met my agent in Stoke, and got in his car. And we drove down to Brighton. On the way down there, I got a phone call from Chairman at Derby. Speakerphone. Hi, Phil. Uh, I know Nigel spoke to Liam yesterday, but if we can get some money for him and get him gone, let's do it. Oh no. It was, like, well, was like, uh, yeah, no problem. If leaves in the car, now we can hear everyone saying, like, don't worry, pal, I'll be gone. And that, <laughs> that was that was then? It. That was it. I went down there, I was signed for Brighton that day. Did you speak and to Clough or Chairman again after didn't that? didn't speak to anyone. Not, no, no one at Derby. I spoke to the players, like, but uh, one, my only regret is not giving it another season at Derby. Do you think um, perhaps if you if that phone if you had have heard that side of the phone call you could have given it another year there? Do you yeah, remember? yeah, definitely. That that's you know, I didn't I don't want to I didn't want to be at a club like that. that was wrong. You don't want to feel unwanted either, do you? No, you want to no, feel like of course. Even wants though you. even though the manager wanted me there, I don't want to be at a club where the chairman isn't asked. He just wants he wants just to get some money back for me. I don't want to be like this. That's do you know what I mean. That's that's not life. I don't have yeah. to be there. I'm not being forced to be there, so I don't have to be there. So. um I should. 
I signed for Brighton. Norwich put bids in for me as well, but Brighton uh, Derby only accept Brighton's bid because it was like fifty grand more. So, uh, so I went down there, signed for Derby, uh, signed for Brighton. Sorry, and it was like, this is different. Fucking, fucking like this place. Was it? What, what was um? Got then. What was the night knife like then? First of all, fucking decent, mate. Honestly, unreal, unreal. Pride was the best night I've ever had in my life. Floats, there was floats with fucking, you know, singers, dancers, acrobats on. It was unreal. Uh, there was a good few, and to be fair, Brighton, there was a good few of lads from the Stockport. So there was myself, there was James Tunnicliffe who had signed uh, that summer. There was Gary Dicker who'd signed. There was Jim McNulty who'd signed. Craig like Davis. getting the band back together then. Yeah, Craig Davis, who had been alone at Stockport, was there. Um, it was this great. This was League One, yeah. It was yeah. great. We're all in a hotel in town, so it was fucking training. That's the hotel. Get changed. Beach for a corona. Heat, heat, it was a heat wave. The fucking beaches were rammed. It was fantastic. Straight to the strip club after it. It was great. <laughs> uh, we had this story of um, you in Brighton, which I'm sure you're... I can see from your face now you know exactly what's coming. Do you want to just go from there? So we were on a band for going... We, did, we, did, we wasn't doing very well in the league. Right. <laughs> so we we're, were on a ban from going out in Brighton because the fans were being a bit, you know, we, we weren't best pleased. That didn't stop so, you. Uh, so, yeah, so, so we stayed away from Brighton. So if you go out in your own area, go for a drink, go for food, whatever, just stay out of Brighton. So um, Russell Slade got sacked. So we thought, right then, that How rule doesn't go? count anymore. That rule doesn't <laughs> count anymore. So me and um, one of the lads on, on loan from Forest, Matty Thornhill, thought, right, we'll just have a little, uh, have a little sample of Oceana. So we went out. <laughs> About seven shots later, we come outside and there was these uh, there was these two girls holding the mate up. She's a bit of a big girl, so we thought a bit right, of a big girl. Didn't you describe her as a wardrobe or something? Oh, she was, yeah, she was a unit. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, literally couldn't even stand up. Her friends were propping her up and struggling. So Farnell was like, right, come on. So I wingman you. Come on, I had a missus at the time. Come on, I wingman you. Went over there, helped this girl up. Chatting to these two girls, all of, all of a sudden you just see this almighty thud. This girl had hit the deck. But they, the girls were following an ambulance, but it was a car. So they had no, like, table or anything or bed on it. So they, had yeah. to, they couldn't lift her up. So I thought, right, I'll do, you know, give me back to the community. I'll do my piece. <laughs> so I got her up and uh, I picked her up and I've carried her to this, this fucking this ambulance. My fucking back, I could feel my back screaming at me. It was fucking, she was, she was a big that. girl. She was a big girl. So... So the next morning, we've gone about our business. We've gone out to another another bar. The next day, fucking, I've had about seventy four missed calls, loads of messages. All my mates and fucking friends and family, teammates, mate, you're in the back of the sun. I said, what? <laughs> Carnage hits Brighton, and it was me carrying this fucking wardrobe. <laughs> while on, in the top picture and underneath is a picture of me in a Brighton kit, chesting the ball. Quoted Dickinson scores on and off the pitch. God. My fucking misses at a time. Was so say, what did she say? I was like, fucking hell, I've only got eyes for you, love. Look at the size of us. She's like, she's like a fucking three piece suite. <laughs> so um, it didn't go down well. So then I got dragged into the fucking office the next day, didn't I? So I denied, 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 denied. I was like, we went out for food. It was early on. It was about 11 o'clock, latest. So we just pulled this picture out of me carrying this bird that he'd got off the photographer with the time and date on. At 2.45 in the morning. Oh, no. Banked You've got nowhere left to hide then after that, have you? Two-week two week wage fine and banned for the next game. 
So uh, yeah, so that was all. That was that was that night out. But well, well worth it. Great night out. Well, so it's got a story to tell as well, haven't you? Like, Fantastic night out. Class story the, as well. It's one for the so, grandkids. <laughs> definitely. So um, uh, Brian, was it Gus Poyet you played under? He was Russell Slade first, then Gus Poyet. What was it like um, under Gus? We had um, Craig Mackell Smith on here the other week, and he said that um, it's quite a bit of a passing game, and I can't imagine that sort of really probably suiting to your strengths, is it? No, no. So great guy you know at first i loved working with him i, I love working from all the way through because he was striker so he did a lot of work with the strikers yeah. a lot of one touch shooting just shot 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 shots um but then his, his style of play whereas we've been playing kind of a long ball to me to my chest to my head uh it didn't suit me the the, the tippy tappy stuff and he had, yeah. his, he had his favorites and then uh, you know when i was there glenn murray couldn't get a game couldn't get in the team and now look at him you know what a career he's had he's an yeah. amazing player he's a great lad you know, his works hard. He hated it at Brighton when I was there. Was Mikel Smith there when you were there? Mikel Smith wasn't there. I was at Peter with Mikel Smith. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, yeah, so it, it just didn't work out. And, you know, I went out on loan. He, he pulled me in the office and he said, uh, you know, your old manager, Gannon, wants to take you on loan to Peterborough. So it was just a no-brainer for me. It was like, I know I'm going to play. It's the championship, so I'm back in the championship. The Peterborough, the division above then at that time. Yep. So I couldn't get a game in League One, but I played every game in the championship. So the first game I played was against um, Ipswich. And yeah. I'm, a mad, I'm a massive Man United fan and, and Roy Keane was the manager at Ipswich. So I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing to meet Roy Keane. <laughs> so uh, so we've, we've, we've started the game and we had a slow start. And, uh, and he's, so were you, were you starting then? I started up front with Mikhail Smith. Yeah. Uh, and Aaron McLean. We played as a three. McLean and Mikhail Smith are legends there, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, no, no. I think um, no. Mikael was injured, so it was it was me and uh, Mikael Smith. Yeah. And it was George, George Boyd who was unbelievable as well. He yeah. was on the left uh, or the right, and Tommy, Tommy Rowe was on the left, and it weren't working. So after fifteen minutes, he dragged Mikael Smith, and he, he, was fan, he was a fan's favourite. The fans were going ballistic. He brought on Ruben Reed, who was on the bench, and uh, the fans were booing him. We beat him three-one. Fans thinking, you know, he's a genius. He's a genius. Uh, yeah. I scored. I scored on my debut for them. I scored a free kick as well. How about that one? Are you uh, set piece taker then? Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> uh, no, I was pen- penalty taker, and, and most clubs was that penalty taker, and um, and yeah, and, and I, I, I took the odd free kick. Um, but then it was like, you know, I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm playing again in the championship. Yeah. I couldn't get a game against bloody Hartlepool. But then I played. Yeah. But then I played against Newcastle and scored yeah. against scoring against Newcastle. I got cashed off by Joey Barton as well. What did he say to you? Fuck you know. So we had a. We, we played Newcastle. Uh, you know they were flying in the top of the league. Unbelievable, great team. Yeah, had like, back up, yeah. Had like Gutierrez playing for him and fucking Colacini. Colacini, yeah. the best, probably the best centre half I played against. Well, they're, they're uh, not championship players, are they? They're international stars yeah, playing for Argentina. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, so we we late on in the game. I think it's three one to them, and uh, no one's no one smashed someone. I've smashed Joey Barton, and then no one smashed someone, and it's all kicked off a bit. Yeah. One of our players is on the floor, so Joey Barton's standing on his hands. So I've walked over and said, "Fucking grabbed all grabbed all of him by the fucking scruff of the shirt, and just fucking flung him." And he's looked at me and said, "I'll fucking crush you." I said, "What?" He said, "I'll drop my wallet. I'll drop my wallet on you." I went, "Right, okay, fair enough." That's that. Isn't it? 
That was it. That was it. It's fair. I can't say anything like you probably game set and match Jerry Barton. Yeah, that's it. He come over after the game laughing and joking, shaking me hand and stuff. And that's football for you. you. You say things on the pitch, and you know I've heard people. Gareth Owen got. What was it? I can't remember. It was. He was playing someone. He said, "Fucking hell, I pay me window cleaning more than you get." What to you? <laughs> so, so Gareth Owen, oh, right. Stockport, yeah, and yeah. other players. But it's like it's football. It's banter. Have a bit of banter, and that's it. After the game is over and done with. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, at Peterborough. I wanted to sign there permanently. They wanted me there. Barry Fry wanted me there. So what stopped you going there permanently? Then? Jim Gavin turned the job down. They offered Gavin the job. Um, but he'd been working away in Scotland for the last couple of seasons. He wanted to be closer to home, uh, closer to Stockport. So uh, Gary Johnson came in. Just fucking bombed me. I was injured when he came in. I was injured. I'd done my hamstring. And I, got, I came back for the last, last two games, which was Newcastle, which I scored in. And then the second to last game, we played Plymouth away. Uh, I got two disallowed and I set two up. Uh, and then he said, oh, the, the deal's too big. I think he wanted his own players in. The deal's mm-hmm. too big for me to, uh, the wages and stuff. I was thinking, well, they're not because I know fucking Mikhail Smith and Aaron McLean on fucking more than that. Yeah. So that's a lie. But then obviously they've been relegated to League One. So I went back to Brighton and then second day of pre-season, I got a phone call from the agent. Uh, Barnsley want to sign you. No brainer again, back in the championship and back up north, close to my daughter. So you're going up to Barnsley then. I think on it says you only made three appearances to them. What, what what sort of limited your time there? Going out too much again? No, I got injured. Uh, first game, I remember I'd be on the bench for the first game being so frustrated because we played QPR. We got fucking drilled 5 0. And I'm sat there, I just wanted to get on the pitch and help my teammates out. And, yeah. you know, you know, uh, Matt Robbins at the time was like, no, don't worry about it. It's not worth it. You know, damage limitation. Um, so then the next game, I think I was, I think I played, I played about 15 minutes in the next game. Uh, and then I played a midweek, a reserve game midweek on a Wednesday uh, against Chef Wednesday. And I absolutely tore it up. Yeah. Uh, after 25 minutes, uh, done my ligaments in my ankle. Played on injury in that reverse game. Injury, yeah. Um, played on to half time, scored, injured, set one up, injured. And then I was like, half time, he's like, he come in, he was like, you know, give me 15 more minutes. I was like, I don't think I can. I'm in agony here. My ankle yeah. was like a balloon. The physio went, he's not going back on the pitch. So, uh, so I was out for six, probably six weeks with that. Uh, and then he was like, you ready? Can you, you, if it was Wembley, would you be able to play? And we're like, I said, you know, when you try and pressure into playing, it was trying yeah. to pressure me into, you know, coming back early. And the physio was like, he's not ready. And the, a lot of players will just go against the physical. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. So, nice. so there were no injections or anything you could have had to help. Probably, help. but probably, yeah. But he wasn't right. There's no, there's no point with injections because it just masks the pain and masks the, masks the damage. Just long term, it's not yeah. the right thing. Yeah. So, um, so, so after after the he came in one this one this one Thursday or Friday he said if it was Wembley tomorrow would you be able to play? And I said no, I'd be in the same situation. So the, the physio was like, you know what, I take my hat off you after you. Not a lot of players would have said that. And I think that rubbed, rubbed him up the wrong way a bit. And I came back from injury and uh, I played a couple of games, played Leeds, I played, come off, off the bench against Leeds, played, started against Rochdale in the Cup and we got beat 1-0. And then uh, I, I, I weren't getting in. And he sent me out alone to Walsall. Didn't do very well, did all I was still, my ankle still wasn't right. Then yeah. that's when I started having injections. I have injections in my hip for my ankle or in my leg for my ankle. It wasn't right. And then I was there for a month. Kent went back again and uh, Scott's out on loan to Rochdale. And it was just, I just had a, I had a bad year at football. 
That was the yeah. first first year. No, all these places like Derby, you didn't get a game. But I went out on loan, scored goals, had a yeah. good season. Uh, Brighton, all right, it didn't really work out, but I scored five or six goals that season for them and three for Peterborough. So I got like nearly double figures again that season. Uh, that season at Barnsley, I didn't score a goal. I had a bad season. You say, um, sorry, go on, go on. Go on, no, go on. Go on. No, you say um, Jim Gannon's quite. I can imagine Mark Robbins being quite stubborn as well. Like, would you have any um, run-ins Just, with him? Absolute fucking like. See more. I've seen more emotion in a fucking piece of paper. <laughs> like literally, literally, we got we got we, we beat we beat Leeds, massive derby, big club. We beat them five two. Adam Hamill scored a hat trick. We beat them five two. He moaned after, after the game about us conceding two goals, two sloppy goals. It was like fucking hell. It gives a break. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I didn't, I didn't. And then it didn't help that obviously I was a younger lad. And uh, I was with the likes of uh, Kieran Trippier. I spent a lot, of, a lot of time with Kieran Trippier. Uh, he was on loan there. Trippier used to live at, um, at my house. So he was, he was, he was a one of the lads' apartments with him. But we all spent a lot of time together. So he, no. So he <laughs> was out all the time. Trippier yeah. was a fucking big drinker, big smoker was back it? in the day. He sorted himself out. You know, you know, he's, you know, he's a professional. He was a young lad then, going out all the time. But then obviously I got the blame for that. So they were going out all the time and... I remember this one one game. We've been out on a Tuesday, and trips coming train on oh, Wednesday. Trips coming train on a Thursday. His eyes were like piss holes in the snow, but he didn't matter because he was he was that fit and that good. He could train perfectly. Yeah. He got the secretary coming down. We missed one session. He was fucking. He was probably half pissed still. The secretary comes. Secretary coming down. Kieran, there's going to be a carrier for you in 15 minutes. You've been called up to England uh, to, to the England 21s. Wow. So he, he had to go with them. They but, just uh, went oh, ask mad. Yeah. So, but but then. Like I say, I kind of got the blame for that. And even when I was at Rochdale, because Trips was in my house, I, I was renting a house in Barnsley, and I said, you stay there, it's not a problem. Uh, and they were going out all the time, and I got the blame for it. So we, I got brought back from Rochdale, which was ha- he wasn't happy about because I got sent back early because I wasn't performing. No, no, on ba- I wasn't on bad terms with Keith Hill. He just said, it's not really worked out, you know, you know, you just go back. So Mark Robbins felt, felt I'd tossed it off. Uh, I'm fucking embarrassed, this, that, and the other. If I can get you out this window, you're gone. As I said, sweet, no worries, mate. See you later. Off for the summer. Fucked off. And then you got the sack. I was like, ooh, lucky, mate. Fuck <laughs> off, dickhead. Get another chance now. You've got the job, Keyfield. Oh, fucking hell. I was like, right, no. He's so been he binned just, off by Keyfield yeah. at Rochdale. He just come back no. to Come back to Barnsley where Mark Robinson charged. He said he didn't want you either. Yeah. Then Keyfield gets a Barnsley job. Yeah. Uh, and then... Obviously, Keyfield was like, you know, it's not going to work out. You know, I've got my own players in. Uh, we'll pay him up. So they paid me up. And uh, I went on the merry way. Well, it's not bad getting paid up and then not looking to, for a fee or anything. You can't really argue with that. Yeah, yeah. It gives you that bit of, bit of wiggle room. So, you know, if, if clubs are going to offer you a, a smaller contract, you've got that, that, that backup still. So did you go to um, Plymouth next or was it Southend? I, I Plymouth. See... So I went, to, I went to Plymouth. I was thinking, fuck me! It's at the end of Plymouth. You go to the end of the end of the world. It's a bit further past. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> I feel you. So I've gone to Plymouth, uh, and it was um, was it Mickey Adams? Not Mickey Adams. It was uh, Sturrock. No, it wasn't Sturrock. Sturrock had left. It was uh, what's he called? From Manchester. I can't fucking remember. It's, it's gone. So I've gone down there. Uh, <laughs> oh, Peter Reid. Sorry, Peter Reid. Go on. Yeah, yeah. It was Peter Reid, the manager there, and he'd, he'd been after me a couple of times before. 
Uh, so I said, yeah, come on, I'll go down, have a, have, a, have a look around the stuff. And I thought, limited for options here, I'm struggling a bit. I need a club, I've not had a good season. I need to, you know, get back on my feet and, and start yeah. scoring again. So, uh, so I went down there and obviously I'd, had, done, lig- I'd done the ligaments in my ankle a couple of times. Uh, so I did quite a bit, I've got a bit of wear and tear in my ankle. So, so I've gone to, gone to Peter, down to Plymouth, sorry. And it's like, yeah, we want your, you know, what a sign, you know, I've would have been a top earner there, you know, and we've been training and stuff. I dropped out of a couple of training sessions on my ankle. It's like, like I've been stabbing pains in my ankle. So they got me in for a scan. So this, uh, this was the Friday. They said, right, everyone's got the weekend off, but Dicko, you're having a scan on Saturday. So I was thinking, fucking hell, let's go back to Manchester. <laughs> but you know worries, you know what I mean? I've got, I've got to get your scan done. Be professional. <clears throat> so I had the scan Saturday afternoon, went back to the hotel, thinking, because well, everyone will come back down on Sunday. So there's no point in me fucking going home. So I'm sat in this hotel we were staying in. No fucking Wi-Fi in the room. So you're in the fuck you're in the reception area. Sat on my laptop having a fucking Magnus. This is a wedding going on, so the music's blaring. I'm thinking, fuck Let me this. Join. One more beer, boom, got back in my car, drove to Manchester for a night out. <laughs> I must have got to Manchester via via picking teammates to be Birmingham in about three hours. No, bombed, uh, well, from it all the way. Yeah, from Plymouth. About three hours, three and a half tops. I was back. I was out in Manchester by eleven o'clock. Good night. Uh, one of the best. One of <laughs> do the best it. Yeah. I'll do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, so yeah. So then drove back down the next day, hanging out my ass to find out that this this scan has shown that there's lots of wear and tear in my ankle. So normally it wouldn't bother me, but I've got no budget. I've got no money. So there's no saying that you're going to get injured, but there's no saying you won't get injured after a couple of games. You could go all season and be fine, but I can't take that risk because I've got no yeah. money to bring anyone else in. If, if you're our main asset now. So how did so you I, feel with that? Did you feel like... I was gutted, but I could understand. Yeah. You know, it, it, it was straightforward. It? it was honest with me. That's all, as a player, that's all you want. Um, so I said, OK, no problem. So then I went to... Um, my okay. agent phoned me and went into Southampton. It's, you know, it's less money, but you know you, you need to be playing. I said, you know what? I'm not really asked. You've been paid you know, I'm not really asked. Been paid. So I want, I want to play. To I, need, to I need to play. So I went to Southampton. Uh, Southend, sorry. And uh, and Sturrock just pulled me. He's like, you know, what, what happened at Peterborough? I was like, no, it just didn't work out. I didn't really want to go there. He went, right, okay. So without bullshitting me now, because I know all the, all the medical staff there, <laughs> I know every player there, I've just come from managing there, what uh, what was the problem? So I told him, that doesn't bother me. Wear and tear in your ankle doesn't bother me. He said... So he knew what I, happened at Plymouth with your, with your scan? Yeah, he already knew. He already yeah. knew. He said, all I, all I want to know is, have you still got it there? I said, 100%. He said, that's all I care about. So I've got players here... He'd done, done, done the cruise ship twice and I've still signed him. Uh, all I care about is you having it there and, and you know, and working your bollocks off. That was it then. I, I, got year, se- I got my season back on track. I was loving playing football again. We were flying. We we're top of the league. I was leading goal scorer. I think I'd scored 12 so far, 12 or 13 up to then. Fucking broke my ankle. Was it that the was same it. ankle which you had problems with before? Uh, no. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, no, 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 it was the same ankle, yeah. But it was, was, it, it was, like a, was it like a contact injury rather than like a... Yeah, it was a contact injury. It was a contract, contact injury. The players, the players took a big touch. I've gone to close him down. As he slid to clear it, I've landed uh, and rolled my ankle. As I've rolled my ankle, his momentum, because it was it was a wet surface, it's tucking through and it's literally just bang. Did you know as soon as you did it then? Yeah, it yeah, like I knew straight away something wasn't right. It was uh, it was agony. They, they were trying to load my leg up. I was like, fucking screaming to me, get the fuck off my leg, get off my leg. Got me on a stretcher, stretching me off. On Sky as well. Every time I played on Sky, I got fucking injured. 
I've done the playoffs when you score at Wembley and against us. Part, no, I think I got a little injury then as well. I think my hamstring started tweaking uh, right towards the end. Uh, but yeah, literally playing playing on Sky against Creepy Crawley, and, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, just broke my ankle. Uh, the physio pulled the uh, put me on the bed after it. The, the club doctor was there, some African guy, nice, it was such a nice guy. Uh, like, Indico man, it's not bro, don't worry. I was like, Doc, it does, it doesn't feel the same as ligaments. This, don't worry, it's fine, it's fine. So I've gone right. Okay, no problem. Went for an X-ray next day. Broken. <laughs> Cheers, Doc. So, did did, did you um, did, what what were you expect? How long were you expected to be out for with a broken ankle then? Um, six months. So four, four to what, six months. So when did you get the injury? Was it like March or April? First, the first, second of February was. So my season was over. So you could have been back anyway for the start of the next season. Start of next season, yeah. So did you um, did you get a contract from anywhere or did? So I I, I was uh, just before I broke it. Paul, uh, Paul Sturrocker pulled me in the office and said, you know, we want to sign. He said, you know, oh, how long have you got left in the contract? I said, I'm up in the summer. Went, what? He didn't even know how long he'd signed me. So, <laughs> so he said, no, we want to give you another deal. We want to give you another... I was happy down there. It was a long way from home. It was a long way from my daughter. But I was back playing football. I was confident. It was, I was enjoying my football again and doing well. So I was happy. So I provisionally agreed to sign a two-year deal on more money. But he said, I can't do anything until like, later on. We need to go up, really. So obviously I broke my ankle, uh, and then after the playoff semis against Crew when we got beat, um, he he pulled everyone individually, and he was like, you know, giving you a contract, give you not, and he said to me, you know, all we can offer you is another year on the same money, and in my, I, I regret that's my biggest my, my biggest regret in football is not taking that. You should never turn a contract now when you're injured, uh, and I knew Mickey Adams at Port Vale wanted me there. So I'm thinking in my head, it's closer to home. Uh, I get more money there. I can live back in Manchester. It's 45 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, seeing me ask a little bit. Well, Southend have been having some financial problems. We've been getting paid late quite a few times. And that could easily get worse and worse in your eyes. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, so, but I, I should never, have, I should never have turned that contract down because I went to, I went to Port Vale. Um, they, 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 they were great. Did my finish my rehab off with me. Um, just got back in slowly, slowly getting back into running and stuff. And literally the week before, I was meant to sign a contract. Um, we had the weekend off, and I come back in the Monday, started running. And I was running with a limp. It was, it was fucking painful. I was, and he was treating me for a tendonitis. They thought I'd overdone it. Uh, treating me for tendonitis for like two months. Finally got in for a scan. The thought saw, saw the crack hadn't healed properly. Only half the bone had healed, so I had to have it re broken, re pinned, and replayed. Oh, that was it. That was it. That killed uh, it at Port Vale then, you know, then. But I didn't have a contract, so I wasn't under. I wasn't under contract, so no club. The club wasn't going to pay for an operation for me, so I had to get hold of the PFA because obviously it's about seven grand for an operation. Yeah. So, so the PFA, uh, I spoke to the so a specialist in Manchester that Stockport County used, who's great, uh, Mr. Clough, and he said, uh, "Yeah, I can get you in next. Uh, I can get you in. This was now August, September. I can get you in next month in October." So I was like, right, set, set, after the, wait for the, waiting and waiting and waiting for the PFA. It took that long to get back to there. It'd been booked up till the 2nd of January. Oh, no. Oh, no, the 1st of January. So that just Three really stalled your, that just stalled everything massively. Then. That, that, that put it all on hold again. So then I did more rehab with Port Vale. Uh, did, got back fit again, played some reserve games, um, did well. And they offered me a contract there. They offered me something like £350 a week. And I'm like, 
Are you taking the piss? It's insulting. I yeah. said, I'm not a kid. You know, I've, I've played at a decent level. You know, I'm not, I'm not expecting thousands of pounds. I understand I've got to prove myself that, you know, my injuries, you know, my injuries gone, my injuries yeah. behind me and I'm still the player I was. But it cost me, it cost me something like £150 a week to get down the fuel. You want to pay me £300 a week? I said, that, that, that's just insulting me. I'd, I'd never signed for that. Uh, so then I'm going back to Stockport County in the, in the, in the conference north. So you had a, uh, quite a big break between that injury at Southend and then signing for Stockport. What do, was it just about doing your rehab, staying fit, trying to sort your ankle out during that time then? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I need any football will tell you you need a routine. You can't. It's hard to do it. Like during, you know, I take my hat off to the to, to the professionals now who've, you know, who're still training during lockdown. I can't train on my own. I, I just can't. I've not got the I've not got to get the drive to it. When it, I, I love being in training and training with the lads, it's all about the crack and the banter. And I work hard in training. But at home, it's hard. But you do yeah. three seasons on your own, try to, try to keep fit. You know, not to give up. You know, when you're with a teammate, you, you do that extra, extra mile or extra half a mile. You can get through it, but it's tough on your own. And for me, mentally, it was like, right, I need to be in a club doing rehab. I need to be in an environment where I'm working hard and training. I've got the, the facilities. That's why I went to Port Vale, went back to Port Vale. Then I went to Stockport to carry my rehab. So I only went to... I only went to Stockport just to do my rehab, and then they said, "Like you know, would, would you sign for us?" And you said, "Yeah." Sort of. In a way, it may have seemed like a bit of a fairy tale return, but it didn't really sort of go pan out that way, did it? No, it didn't. It didn't really work like that. Uh, I think at the time, the manager Alan Lord, he'd, he'd always worked with the young lads, and he brought young lads through the. So, academy. how old were you at this point? I was twenty. What was I? Twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Oh, I can't remember. Twenty. I was twenty. I was twenty-six when I brought my ankle. 27, 20, about 28, yeah. Yeah. About 28, 29. Uh, and it was more, it was a very young team. It was a yes sir, no sir team. And I wasn't, I wasn't that player. If I don't agree with something, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, and we just, we, we just didn't agree on things, me and the manager at the time. And it just didn't work out. And then uh, one of my former teammates, Keith Briggs, he was manager at Staley Bridge. Uh, and they were like in a relegation fight. And he just said, you know, I can't offer you loads of money. He said, but I cannot guarantee you're going to be playing. I said, I thought I'm not asked about the money. I just want to play. Yeah. And, and, you know, I got back in there and I was like, you know, I was a leader again. I was up front. I was leading the line. Starting joining. Scoring goals. Yeah, I was battling battling for 90 minutes to get us a point. And it, I, that's, what, that's what I'm about. That's what I was about as a, football, as, as a player. A battler, you know, winning my headers, throwing tackles in. I think because of the centre-half, I loved, I loved yeah. throwing tackles in. As a striker, I loved throwing tackles in. Uh, and... Yeah, we managed to stay up. And then the next season, they said, you know, will you sign again? So I signed. And halfway through the season, guys, they put a bid in for me. So well, I said, for, not for the non-league level, were they Conference North? That's a fair-sized club, Con- isn't it? Conference North they were. And they'd missed out. On, they'd lost in the playoffs the last three years. They've got a chance of... They've got a yeah, chance of going up. Yeah, I think, North, they? yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's the season. I, I went there, uh, started off all right, scored one goal, and then it just died off, died off again. Momentum died off. Couldn't get, couldn't get in the team. Um, playoff semis we played against Fylde um, come on the last five minutes playoff semis second leg same again last five minutes uh, played Charlie in the final on the bench again uh, getting beat 2-0 after, after 20 minutes uh, and Ollie Johnson was put on the pitch and to be fair to him he was ill he's full of the flu he shouldn't have been playing he's, it wasn't a pitch for him it was like a mud bath and yeah. he's, you know, he's a dribbler he's a great so yeah. much ability on the ball uh, but the game was made for me 
So, uh, so Mark Bauer put me on after half an hour. And for me, you know, not to blow me on trivia, I changed the game. <laughs> but, but, no, honestly, anyone yeah. will tell you, I bullied the defenders. You know, they had a strong, strong uh, defence. Um, Teague, the captain's a big lad. Bullied, bullied them. Uh, Teague went off injured uh, from, a, from a knock-in in the first half. But I was involved, involved in the first goal, scored the second goal. And, and involved in the third goal, set the third goal up. We, we were won three two, two. beaten oh. three two, and got promoted. You know, and, and, I mean, from going two 0 behind, two 0 down, to winning three two, it was it was, it, even though it wasn't at Wembley where I'd scored before, it was the winner as well. <laughs> was it? <laughs> uh, it was the feeling was just the same. Yeah, the feeling on the day it's was that, just the same. Friends, my friends and family even. there, even though, even to come to come from two 0 down. Uh, it was it was a great great and it was, it was that feeling again that winning feeling great from going going ne- knowing next season I'm gonna have my name on it, my name on the back again and the name on the shirt again. Massive sense of achievement. Did you do you go out anywhere? Do you go abroad anywhere to celebrate after that one? Then oh, I can't remember. Probably I should imagine. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So after so when guys here, did you did you play in the conference with them? I played in the conference with them. Yeah, uh, I was I was in and out. I couldn't. I was at the start of the season, I was on the bench, and I got my chance, and I did well. Scored a few goals. I think uh, I think I was I was leading goals at one point. I was on seven seven or eight goals, and then again, just I had a bad game, and the manager just I felt like he was quick. He was quick to like change me. I felt like he was waiting to to put his favourites back in. And I yeah. told him that I was honest with him. I said, you know, where do I stand? You know, you're not giving me a chance. You've given when you've given me a chance, I've took it, and I've had one bad game, and I don't feel like you've got my back. And did you we didn't feel? Eye... Sorry, go on. We didn't see eye to eye, so I was just like, right, well, there's no point in me fucking being here. I'm not going to play. There's no point in me being here. Yeah. So I went to, uh, I went on loan to uh, Bradford Park Avenue and I enjoyed my football again. Did and you? Um... Go on, go on. Oh, but like, could you feel like you weren't perhaps the same player after injury than you were before you injured? Like, could you feel that? Yeah, of course. You know, I wasn't a sharp. I was getting it back. I was, I was, I was getting older as well. So your game changes as you get older. You know, when I was at Stockport. I was, I was, I was leading. I was doing the job of two players. I was leading the line on my own. I was running channels. I was holding the ball up. I was running flick-ons. I was throwing tackles in. When you get older, you, your body can't do that as much. And I'd had a bad injury. Uh, been out a while, so I wasn't that, that in behind running the channels. But I was more of a target man, holding the ball up, yeah. throwing my weight around. So it was a diff- I was a different kind of player. So after um, Geisley going to BPA and then. Was it back to Stadybridge after um, Bradford Park Avenue? What was it? Yeah. Um, what sort of like was it, was it? Quite a few moves in quite a short space of time. What sort of? Drew, I feel drew like when you drop down to lower leagues, you have a lot of moves. You go from one club to another to another to another, and it gets to the point where it's like it's a bit tedious now. You know what? I don't really, for the sake of four hundred pound five whatever it is a week, don't really need the, pre- the effort, the, the the hassle in your life. I was I was working as well, so it was like. I was miss- I was missing out on time with my family. I was working Monday to Friday. We're doing your printing, was it? Yeah, yeah, we're doing all my installs and stuff. I was on building sites installing signs and stuff. And then going to train on Tuesday and a Thursday till till seven at night, eight at night, nine at night. Sorry, I'm not not getting into half nine. See, not seeing the kids Tuesday, Thursdays. Committed your weekends gone because you're committed to a game on a Saturday, whether it's a home or away. So it's it was just it, it just took its toll and it's it started taking its toll on the relationship as well. Uh, you know, my missus, I was at home with the kids. It was hard work and I was getting frustrated because I was always tired. Um, and it got to a point where it's like, right, enough's enough. I went to uh, Staley Bridge and do you know what? Relegation, relegation battle. I had what a, what a time. I had what a bunch of lads. I'll never forget 
we were in a we were in a bottom of the league. Yeah, we played Altrincham. Uh, it was snowing. It was fucking freezing. It was like fucking horrible game. And we we beat we were near bottom of the league. They were flying top of the league, and we beat them one nil. Uh, I scored the winner in the last ten minutes. Got pulled in change room after the game and got released. Oh really? Well, <laughs> I well, thought well, you pulled five of us. And no, we need a chat with you. I was like, fucking hell, get the contract, get a pay rise. Here. <laughs> we're gonna have to let you go. Fuck you know what expecting that? What do they say then about letting you go? Why are they, they letting just, you go? They had no money. The chairman was meant to be pumping money, and he had, he had I think he had some family problems and yeah. said I can't do it, and he had they had no money. And so the lads who was on who was on non contract, they had to let go. And for me, I was very lucky because uh, one of the one of the ladies on the committee, uh, Mary Gib- Mary Gibbons, she was, she was massive massive at Stockport as well when I was there. And she got involved with Staley Bridge, and she said, "Not a chance, not no, not a chance. Let's leave him go anywhere. I'll pay his wages." And really? She, she paid my wages for the rest of the season. Oh, that's that's really good. You know, nice. I've got a great relationship with Mary, and uh, she's a lovely lady. Oh, that's um, great. That. So yeah, so but then after that, I went to FC United, um, and it was just wild. That, was that it? Club, it's nuts. I've, I've go never on, seen anything. I've never seen a club cheering and dancing and partying after the team's been beat week in week out. <laughs> I bet you just warmed into it there, didn't you? Oh, I was right involved. So we went to... Uh, where did we go to? Um, where did we go to? We went to... Where did we go? We went abroad. somewhere. In pro- abroad? We went abroad. It went Austria. Yeah. We went to Austria. And we played Salzburg. Salzburg. We went to Salzburg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've so think we went I to Salzburg. There. So we've, we've, we've gone to Salzburg. We flew over there. We've had to fly to Germany because you couldn't fly, into, couldn't fly there. So then we had a coach for fucking two and a half hours or three hours, whatever it was. Got to the hotel, knackered, and it's like, right, we've got to go and meet the fans. So the lads like, we've got some pizzas in, had some food, then we had to get like there was a shisha bag below our hotel. So there so were lads, FC United fans out in Salzburg. FC United fans, what they do every year, they have a, they, they arrange a trip abroad so all the fans uh, can go and, and oh, okay. piss up. And, so there's a few of them there then. I was thinking it'd be pretty yeah. Out there was there. a good fucking. There was a good fucking. 50, 60, or 70. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably more. Uh, so so we've gone to, there's a shisha bar downstairs in our hotel. So we've gone in this shisha bar, having a few beers. So then we've got, these taxes are coming in dribs and drops to take us to this uh, Salt, FC Salzburg ground, um, which was like a spin-off club to, you know, the Red Bulls. Salzburg. Yeah. Obviously, because they were like, didn't, didn't agree with the takeover, so they made their own club like FC United. So, so we've gone to this uh, ground I've walked in. I've never. I've seen these fans are on the table, banging walls, screaming, fucking pints everywhere. After lads are half cut because he's giving beer after beer. Uh, the manager at the, t- at the time, uh, Greaves, is like, right, lads, come on, you can't. We can't set a pitch. We need a cut off here. Twelve, half twelve, one o'clock cut off. Don't be getting too pissed. Half five in the morning, we're back in the <laughs> Then we've got we've got Luke Ashworth. We've got Luke Ashworth behind the bar pretending he's a DJ with his with a cap on backwards, sunglasses on <laughs> on the decks, sheets everywhere, beers and shots everywhere. We we got up the next day. I said train. About three lads dropped out of injuries because it was hanging out their ass, and then we played a game in the evening and beat them. Uh, it was fucking me. mad. We, we were in the bar watching England because obviously it was it was the Euros. We're watching England, and we're like, "Fuck yeah, do we have to go out there and watch? It's just fucking out. There's forty minutes left in this game. Can we not just watch this? Can we we try to put the game back." So we could watch England game and have a pint. Really? We went, we went, we went out <laughs> on the pitch, beat them, and had a night out in Salzburg. In, uh, in Salzburg, it was great. 
It's fantastic. Right in your zone there, then. Definitely. Oh, it's fucking. It was. You know what? It was one of the best nights I've ever had in my life. It was fantastic. Was it good then? Austria good then for night. What a beautiful place it was. It's like there's no graffiti. It's like clean. Most of Europe's clean. It's just England that's a shit hole. <laughs> but it was. It's like a beautiful place. You speak for yourself, you dirty northerners. <laughs> Go out down it. That's not fucking Wickham shite as well. Yeah, so, so you got you got a bit of shit on your wall there, behind you? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the record, I had to look, and it's my signed Wickham top. Just Knock for people out. listening to this. Um, get it, get it binned. So, um, when you called it a day with football, was it what, what sort of um contributed towards that? Was it um your pretty job? I'd left um, I'd, um Greaves had left FC United. Another manager took over, uh, and they had a low budget, and they went off a budget where if you play, you get your full wage. But if you don't play, if you're on the bench and don't get on, you get something like £56, which covered expenses. And I'm like, am I doing this for £56 fucking pounds? And they weren't playing players who were on contract because they were trying to save money. Mm. So I was like, it's time, it's time. Let's, let's, let's not do this. It's come to so, this, uh, it's now time. So to... then I got, I got a call off someone to go to Droylesden. And I'm like dropping down again. I'm thinking, I, I want, still want to play football. So I'll, I'll see what it's like. And they offered me something like 400 quid a week. I was like, fuck you, go on then. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> yeah. it for, for training once a week. Yeah. Went down there and it was like dog and duck. Yes. It was like dog and duck. And it was like, nah, it's not for me. Uh, couldn't get into it. Played a couple of games. It's like... Did you say you fell out of love with the game or just felt it was time to pack up as a player? It was just time to pack up as a player, dropping down that low. It was... I feel like some players just fight for, you know... You know, chase it and chase it and chase it, and I wasn't enjoying it. I was, I'm much more enjoy. I play now. I play for a charity charity football team, uh, Jet Two All Stars, and it's like a couple of ex pros like myself and you know Nick Culkin, ex United goalkeeper, yeah. uh, Lee Sharp, Dennis Irwin yeah. plays sometimes, uh, and then it's the lads from Hollyoaks, Coronation Street, and Emmerdale. Uh, but we play like we probably play about 12, 13, 14 games a year. We play right. all over. Who do you play against then? Like, is it like who do you play against? You like charity? charities like like just uh, teams that are, well maybe it's like sometimes like not like southern southern uh, actors and stuff and yeah you know different different charities like a charity there'll be a charity team going around for like uh, for Christie's for cancer or whatever they've got a team going and we know we, in September we play we, we play Cafe Mambo's in Ibiza so we go to Ibiza in September oh. <laughs> I'm praying I've got my fingers crossed that we can go yeah, this year, year. Yeah. We, went, we went last year and it was fantastic you know it's all laid on for us don't spend a penny uh, we, I played their captain last year was uh, Ivan Campo oh really he was their captain yeah. Fini- it's Ivan Campo in Ibiza yeah Finidi George Finidi George was playing they had a couple of ex-pros who were just who literally just retired that year one from Real Sociedad who ran rings around everyone. Uh, but it's just a good crack. And we went to go to play in Portugal, Mallorca, but obviously COVID-19 has killed all that. Yeah. So I'm just hoping we can go in September still. So um, did you always know that you were going to not really be involved as like a coach or um, yeah. an agent or something after the game? Just Yeah, I didn't want to be involved in football that way in coaching. I think it's, it's just not for me. It wasn't for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I... I, I I love playing, I love the game, I love watching it, but coaching's a totally different ball game and I feel yeah. like what you put into coaching you get a lot less out. Yeah, fair unless enough. you're at a top top club, unless you're at a decent Premier League club or a very decent championship club, it's not worth it. And you've got to work your way up. It's not yeah. worth the time. The time I'd rather 
I'd rather spend the time with my family and spend the time with the kids. Yeah, I understand that. That's fair. Your um, ages, it feels Broson said that you were the reason you had so many clubs because you were no angel. Do you think that was a do you think that was a fair comment and perhaps true? And have you got a good relationship? Was that made in banter or have you like fallen out or have you had a good relationship? No, no, I've never thought we don't I don't really spell up speech with anymore. I've not spoken to for a long time. I think that's that's part that's part and parcel of football. Yeah. You know, you, you lose contact not just with agents, with players. You know, I've come across that many I've been on that many teams. I've had more teams and uh, you know, I've had more clubs than a deck of cards. <laughs> uh, but it's football, you you at the time they're all your friends, but in reality, so you, just acquaint, they're just acquaintances. As soon as you and, leave the club, you don't speak to them again. Yeah, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm still, I still speak to, to players from Stockport, from, you know, every now and then from Derby, Brighton, you know, you, know, you still stay in contact with some of the players. But the majority of them, they just, you know, they come and go. Uh, you still got Robbie Savage's number then? I, I don't know, actually. I don't know if I still got <laughs> it. I saw him not, I saw him not long. I think it was last year I saw him. And was, Where did you see was, him? I was in, in Yosushi in, oh, right. in the Trafford Centre and he was walking past and he's come over and said hello and stuff. You know, started to chat, a chat with him, house things. You know, we're not like not friends. It's not like one of my friends, but we've played together, we worked together, and we know each yeah. other. We both, we both liked each other, so well, that's that's football for you. That's fair enough. Would you um, would you go out for a point of me, Manchester fires up? Not a problem. You tell me where. Yes, I'll, get you in. tell me when. You tell me when, and I'll I'll set you out. I was so nervous about asking that. I'm buzzing with that. <laughs> Definitely. Honestly, I'm hearing all these stories. I just want to go out with you. Not a problem. I'll show you the ropes. How are, you, how are your weekends? You're pretty obviously now, like can't really do much. But do you have to work weekends? Nope. Oh, nope. Brilliant. I can go out. I can do what I want, when I want, with who I want, as long as my missus said it's okay. All right, there we are then. <laughs> Room and Dicko hits Manchester. Let's have it. Right. Um, I think it's on that note. I think it's good to wrap it up there. Thank you very yeah. much for coming on. Really enjoyed Anytime. it. Anytime. No problem. It's been great. Honestly, Thanks. Top man. Really it. appreciate having you on. Top man. Cheers, mate. I really enjoyed recording that podcast with Liam. He made me laugh quite a few times. So it was just good to have like a, sort of a chilled out vibe rather than one of some of the serious takes I've done with other guests. So I'm really appreciative for that. And I've got a few more announcements coming up for more guests to come on the podcast. So keep your eyes peeled for those. As always, please feel free to tweet me any suggestions for who you'd like to come on and I'll do my best to try and make sure that happens. Cheers.